Welcome to the Plans and Provisions Podcast, your source for homesteading and preparedness information and inspiration. We're so glad you're here. We'll be talking with some incredible folks, sharing ideas, and learning what we can do to become more independent and resilient in these interesting times. Now here's your host, Jason White. With the current issues surrounding egg prices and availability, it's not surprising that even more people are starting to look into raising chickens of their own. With the growing homestead movement, there's already a lot of new chicken owners out there and plenty more in the wings waiting until they can keep their own chickens. Maybe planning, maybe dreaming. But I wanted to bring up a few things that I've learned over many years of raising chickens that I kind of wish that I had known at the beginning. And hopefully this will help any of you who are thinking about getting started. You know, chickens are quite often referred to as the gateway animal in the homesteading world, and for good reason. They are, frankly, they're lots of fun. They're not really that hard to keep, and they can provide a lot of value to a homestead under the proper conditions. Now, while they do provide that value, there are some things that I think everybody needs to kind of have an idea about, and that's what I'm going to get into today. Before I do that, I just wanted to mention something coming up. My friend Mona Weathers over at the Homesteading for Beginners podcast is offering a free two-week workshop all around developing online income for your homestead. So it's something that I'm going to be participating in and hopefully learning some things. And I invite all of my listeners to come and join me as I learn from Mona some some key tactics and strategies for developing some online income for your homestead. So I will leave a link in the show notes where you can sign up and it will actually be opening up later this week or this weekend. So as soon as, uh, as soon as the doors are open to that group, it'll be a Facebook group is where it will be hosted. So um, as soon as that's available, I will be reaching out to those who sign up. So hopefully I'll see you there. It should be a lot of fun and we'll be able to learn some things and maybe we'll all be making a little bit more money on our homesteads this year. So with that said, I wanted to get into the first topic that kind of irks me. And it's 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 just one of those silly things in the marketing world and and it's one of those things that just it just doesn't make any sense except for um creating an illusion of a prudent choice for the conscientious customer. And that's, look, chickens aren't vegetarians. I know we've seen, you know, the marketing phrase, vegetarian fed. It's been used for years to create that, that false sense of a superior product. But the simple fact is that chickens are not vegetarians. They're omnivores. And quite frankly, depriving them of a varied diet is, it's just unnatural. One of the great benefits of raising chickens is they will work over your yard and eat every single bug that they can get to. Now, they will also eat mice, small snakes, anything else they can get their hands on and subdue or their beaks on. Um, I honestly believe that chickens would eat people if they could take us down. They're pretty gnarly predators in all reality, and they are extremely valuable to a homestead for that reason. We had a massive uh, infestation of grasshoppers and crickets last year, and they went around and cleaned every last one of them up. They have worked things over. They also go out in our pastures and go behind the cows. 
they don't reach the whole pasture because I don't have them kind of controlled and moved and rotating, but they will go out and clean up um, the fly larvae, thus reducing the fly populations. So the point here is you may have been led to believe that chickens are vegetarian due to that marketing strategy. I'm not exactly sure what the, uh, the real reason commercially for that is, but uh, yeah, chickens aren't vegetarians. They are omnivores and they love and prefer proteinaceous living things. So next thing I want to talk about is something that my wife and I had to learn the hard way early on. And it's a lesson we had to learn a couple of times, and it's a pretty common lesson. And that's pretty much everybody, and most importantly, just about everything likes to eat chicken. So that means you have to protect them. And the best way to protect them is to build them something that they can live in at night that will withstand random attempts and even sometimes long-term concerted efforts from things like raccoons, possums, skunks, coyotes, just to name a few. Um, Unless you're keeping your birds in a chicken tractor or something similar where they don't have the option of going outside of that confinement, you are going to have to let them out in the morning and lock them up in the evening. It's just a part of having chickens, and it is something that for many, including myself, is probably the, I don't know if hardest is the word, but uh, sometimes most irritating part of keeping chickens. Yeah, there's just there's just times when you don't want to go out in the morning and deal with it. Maybe you want to sleep in. Maybe you just want to have that third cup of coffee in the warm house and not go out in 20-degree weather and deal with it. Maybe you want to go to bed at 8.30 that night, but the sun goes down at 9, and you're not going to bed until the chickens do. It's all just part of having chickens, and it's just something you're going to have to deal with. Now... There are a variety of automatic doors that open in the morning and close at night. And I have been on farms that use them, and they are a great option for convenience. But they do come at a cost, and eventually they will need to be replaced. So here on my homestead, we've just gone the old school analog way. We just we just open up the chicken coop in the morning and close it at night. And there, I will tell you, last summer... All I wanted was one of those automatic doors, but I didn't do it. Who knows? Maybe this year I will if I get frustrated enough, but it's just one thing that I want you to know. Things will eat your birds if you don't lock them up at night. And I've talked to so many new chicken owners who have had losses to predators at night, and it, the, it kind of the same story. Oh, we thought it would be okay. We thought it would be okay. It's like, look, you, you can't be lazy. It's the one thing you've got to make sure you do. Obviously, you've got to feed and water them, but it's that one thing that you can have a really bad morning if you leave those chickens unsecured the night before. So keep that in mind. Try to avoid learning that lesson the way that we had to learn it. Um, Next thing goes back to their diet. And this is something that when I didn't have chickens for several years was one of the things I think I missed the most, and that's that chickens are the ultimate garbage disposal. As I mentioned before, they are omnivores, and so that means that they will eat just about everything that you will. And so a lot of the things that end up 
typically in a compost pile or down a garbage disposal unit are highly suited to feeding chickens. Now, there are some things that chickens really shouldn't be eating, and I won't really go into that here because it's not something that I really worry a whole lot about. And the reason is this. Well, first of all, I've never lost a chicken due to it eating the wrong chickens, uh, kitchen scraps. It's just not happened in my experience. And I think in large part is, A, there's not a huge quantity of any of these one things that I think avocados aren't great for them. Okay, well, we eat avocado when we get it, but we don't have much to waste. And so, I mean, if there's a little bit that goes out there, I don't think it's going to hurt them. But furthermore, they they know what is good for them and what is not. Typically, they know, they just know what they need and they know what they don't. And so I just don't think it's a major issue. Now, I will caution you, and, and there there's differing opinions on this, but typically you don't want to feed your chickens chicken. Now, they, they will eat it. And and I've I've been on properties and homesteads where they did feed chicken and it, it didn't seem to be a problem, but you're going to have a higher chance of of disease if they do eat chicken. So it's something to consider. Now, one of the reasons I think a lot of people are, are considering getting into raising backyard chickens is because of all the hype over egg cost, egg availability. And, and for good reason. Why not take matters into your own hands and start producing your own eggs in the backyard? My caution here is that if you're looking at $6 a dozen eggs and saying, hey, that's more than I want to pay, I want to get it back to a reasonable level, raising chickens isn't necessarily going to solve that on an economic front. Now, it will likely solve it on a supply front, but depending on the time of year, your initial investments, your losses to predators and other considerations, the cost of eggs may actually be higher than what you can get in the store. Now, that may not be the case at this given moment, but you know, I can tell you, just being full disclosure, my price per dozen in January was right about $6 a dozen. Now, that has changed drastically because I'm starting to see twice the amount of eggs on average that I was in, in January, so um, it, it, it's just something to consider. If you invest a ton of money in a chicken coop and you get all the equipment and you, you know, you, you could spend a lot of money to get started in chickens and it, it may take a long time before that kind of uh, breaks down in cost and, and starts making sense for you. So keep that in mind. I would, I would caution folks to not spend too much on their chickens Find ways to do things yourselves. You know, if you can build something yourself, it's always going to be better than buying a chicken coop. If that's something that you're capable of doing, I highly recommend it. But even there, you 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 may in the first year or two not see the price per dozen that you'd like to. And like I said, it also depends on the year, the time of the year. So that leads me to the next topic, and that's chickens lay less eggs in the winter. So there's been a lot of chatter online 
and a lot of speculation into conspiracies about chicken feed and and sabotage of the chicken feed system and it's causing chickens to not lay and while I would not put it past the powers that would like to be uh, from doing stuff like that, I, I think that we have to really remember that chickens lay less eggs in the winter. It's really simple. Uh, it's, a, it's just a fact of, of sunlight. They lay in relation, with a few exceptions, but generally speaking, most breeds lay eggs in relation to the length of the day. And so during the winter, they go into a a dormancy phase where they still may lay some, but it's drastically reduced to their peak summer laying numbers. So if you start off in the spring and everything's going great and you're laying, you've got tons of eggs coming out of your chickens and everything's wonderful, and then you hit the winter time and things fall apart and you're not aware of the fact that it really is a a cycle it might send you wondering what in the world's going on and i know with so much craziness in the world it's it's hard to not want to attribute uh, some negative occurrence to some broader nefarious effort but my 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 thoughts here are just to remind folks especially those who are who are new to chickens that it's just something to be expected. It's just a reality. Now, there are some tactics for for having your chickens lay more in the wintertime. Uh, most commonly, that's putting a light in their, their hen house or their coop. I personally just don't think it's natural. I like to give my chickens a break and give them a rest. And I also believe that it will extend their useful life. So rather than getting all the eggs out in a shorter period of time, I allow them to rest and therefore they should be able to lay for me uh, for a longer period of time. So that's just another thing to consider, especially with all of the hype and chatter and and uh, and hypotheses around chickens and egg costs and things like that. I just wanted to chime in on that today and get that to you. So um Going forward, this year is a big a big goal for for me. This year is to start to feed my chickens more from homestead, my homestead produced resources. It's one of the more challenging aspects of raising chickens is because of that omnivorous diet. They do have a varied need, and. We are blessed to have ample space for them to roam, and we, knock on wood, uh, do not have a significant uh, predator pressure during the day. So we are able to let them free range, and and we do we do benefit from that greatly as far as feed. Obviously, winter time is another story. Thus, my uh, the combination of low low egg production and higher commercial feed being used. That's why my cost per dozen has been pretty high in the last month. But going forward, I'm working on a few things that will improve our our sustainability and try to work on closing that loop and not requiring as much purchased feed. The goal for us is to get to zero purchased feed, but uh, the reality is we would just like to see a lower percentage of commercial feed being purchased from off the farm. 
and I will be keeping you updated about that, and we'll certainly be having some episodes getting into into that because we have a few different animals here on our homestead. We've got our chickens, we've got our rabbits, and we've got our our uh, our steers, our cattle, and the chickens are definitely the most expensive to feed. And so, generally speaking, they are the most expensive to feed. And so, there are it's a project, and it's something that we'll be working on, and I will keep you posted on that. So, that's about all I wanted to say today about chickens. I hope it was helpful to some of you, and um, you know, certainly didn't get into every little detail, but just some things that were kind of on my mind with all of the talk about chickens and eggs. Again, remind you to join me if you're interested in learning how to develop some online income for your homestead at uh, Mona Weathers Homesteading for Beginners Homestead Income Workshop. It's a free workshop that will be held in uh, the last week or so, last uh, week of February and the first week of March. So I'm pretty sure the workshop starts on the 22nd of February and I believe uh, doors kind of open on the 17th or 18th. So there'll be more details about that, but I will leave the link for the sign up for that. And as soon as I get everything uh, from Mona, I'll send that off to you and we can get you in there and we'll learn together. So I look forward to seeing some of you in there. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. I've got a great interview coming up and that's going to do it, folks. So until next week, This is Jason signing off, reminding you to do something today to improve your tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Plans and Provisions podcast. If you would like to stay up to date with everything happening around the homestead, head on over to the website at plansandprovisions.com. 